Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Queer Talk, a queer podcast that brings you a weekly dose of positive news stories and fabulous interviews. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello is fine anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm going off script. Today we're joined by the one and only Charles Summers. Charles is a content creator, podcaster, illustrator, and self-proclaimed professional lesbian. Charles hosts Let's Talk podcast with her other half, Ash, and runs an online LGBTQ plus publication, Unite UK. So let's jump straight into the positive news stories. So this week I have chosen um, an article from Gay Times that headlines queer women have taken over the 2021 Grammy nominations, which is very exciting to see. Not only that it's queer people, but it's queer women. I think this has been a long time coming um, and it's definitely well deserved. Um, So the nominations announced that a number of artists have been nominated in a number of categories. Um, And to name a few, we've got Phoebe Bridges, who was nominated for Best New Artist, Best Rock Performance, Best Rock Song, Best Alt Music Album. Britney Howard also got three nominations and a number of other artists as well as, of course, uh, Miss Gaga, the queen of the world, um, got a couple of nominations too. Um, And I think it's just really positive. Our stories the past few weeks have been kind of positive, but kind of Mm -hmm. political. And we wanted to kind of focus on just celebrating people, especially music artists, who have still been able to pull it out the bag this year. Um, So, Charles, just a quick question. Like, how does it kind of feel for you as a queer woman to see so many queer women kind of killing it at what they're doing I think it's been a long time coming in a sense of there's so many talented queer women just women in general really um but Mm. there's so many talented queer women that are being seen for whatever reason so it's great to see the Grammys actually um finally recognizing the talent that lives within queer women obviously there's a lot that haven't been recognized and it's really upsetting from that point of view because we're only seeing a small snippet um and it's only from being a queer woman myself i know that some people should have been there um in those nominations um but like i said it's just great that we're finally seeing this progression of queer women in um, mainstream and not in a positive representation i guess Yeah. yeah definitely yeah, there's always a, a glass ceiling in these industries and it's great to see that being smashed. Would you uh, would you ever consider releasing an album, Charles? Maybe not when you're so hungover, but... Uh... Um, <laughs> well, you know what? In my dreams, I'm quite a pop star. Like, I live my <laughs> fantasy. Um, but my mum says I sound like a squealing cat, so I don't think it's in my, my path. To be um to be an artist or anything. A screaming cat. Well, mums were supposed to mums were supposed to tell us like that we're good even when we're not, right? Like no, my mum's giving me the harsh reality from my <laughs> kid. She's like, I can't dance, which I'm very aware of. I can't sing, and I feel like that's the two major things to be a pop star. Um, mm. And I don't mm. possess them. I don't know. Julie yeah. is quite popular. <laughs> she can't dance. For <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah i guess but also she's really good looking so she's got yeah. that going for her okay well this is a podcast so the audience can't see how good looking you are Charles. um true but i'm trying not to, I'm trying to give you too many compliments <laughs> 
we can confirm via Instagram. I can't comment on today because today apparently you look like a heap of shit. But um, normally <laughs> you look you look fantastic. <laughs> normally I look great, and I'd be like, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to do my makeup, and this morning I was like, oh my god, what am I going to do with myself? So literally my situation, I'm, I'm in bed, like I'm just in bed under my covers recording this podcast. Um, you paint so that it's picture. Well, luckily That's it's the life of a true you. rock star. Luckily it's not an Instagram live or a video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was kind of worried i was like oh my god i hope we don't have to go on zoom <laughs> <laughs> surprise i know you got me so of these artists uh, are there any that you um or you or spencer have listened to or like that have been nominated or have won yeah that have been nominated i don't know if like because because a lot of these artists are new artists so i don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of their stuff my music taste is very like limited so no i haven't um i don't listen to a lot of like new and mainstream music if that makes sense mm. yeah. um i find i kind of wait for it to die down and then listen to it after um yeah. so i don't i i've had a look at the nominations but i don't recognize the names but i'm not i'm not like um i don't keep up to date with pop media if that makes sense i like yeah i like your attitude towards music cause that's the same attitude i have towards tv series yeah so i'm not gonna watch every tv show i'm just gonna wait for the good ones to you know reveal themselves yeah. uh, and then i'll watch it and then i'll invest in it like Obviously, I love the obvious choices like Lady Gaga, um, love all that. But it's like, I don't know. I'll go out on my own and choose what I like. Um, sure. Yeah. So who's who's your favourite queer artist oh, in general? I love Halsey. Um, honestly, mm. love Halsey for so many different reasons. Um, mm. But she's like one of the main people that I listen to at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Love that. I, I had heard a couple of them. So Tiana Major um, had done a collaboration with Stormzy. Now, I really enjoy Stormzy, which is quite weird for me because I'm very like campy, queer, like pop music. And Stormzy kind of blends into that sometimes, but... He, he definitely isn't a very queer artist mm. or at all. Um, but I love when someone that you haven't heard of that's not too big brings like really strong female vocals to like a rap song. Um, <laughs> the same way that Fergie did to the Black Eyed Peas. Like yeah. Fergie made the Black Eyed Peas, right? And, and um, yeah, she did. yeah, so seeing her in the list, seeing Tiana Major in the list was like really exciting because I was like, oh, okay, I've actually heard of one of these people. <laughs> but I think it's nice to see that like this might be the next generation of artists. You know, they might be starting out and they're obviously yeah done amazingly well to be nominated for a grammy or multiple grammys um but they might you know start slipping into our music because when i look at the charts now most of the songs are from tiktok like i, I don't even know who half the people are yeah. oh, i don't like tiktok music i know <laughs> so i, really I think like we're it. all getting really old but also I which is really scary famous, so that's like i want to be tiktok famous i've never made a tiktok in my life but i just want that for myself I think you'd be really good at that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think if you make a TikTok, that might be a good start. To be honest, I've made one and it got a thousand views. So there we go. No way. Yeah. I think I've made like four TikToks <laughs> and only four people have watched it. It was, <laughs> And that was, that was you four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was the one they were doing stuff like they would say, um, they'd hold the hand really still and be like, oh, I'm a painter. Or I'm like a musician or something. And I just said, mm. I'm a lesbian because obviously lesbians hand. It's just like a joke. And I was like, like, this is hilarious um i didn't it didn't go viral but i got my thousand I think, views i think um lesbian tiktok is a real thing like it's a oh, big thing yeah it definitely is yeah. um my girlfriend completely is obsessed with um lesbian tiktok um i'm not so much um i have a life but she loves it for her <laughs> um 
my boyfriend's exactly the same. He's like on TikTok all day long. He's like, we need to. I need to do this for TikTok. I need to do this outfit for TikTok. I'm like, what the fuck is TikTok? <laughs> like, I don't even think I have the app downloaded. Like, I don't have time. For I that. only watch cats on it. Have you ever seen do like cats get dressed up and do like catwalks? Have you ever? N- no. no. <laughs> um, I feel like you need to watch it. It's, well, it's an exclusive. Sounds like I need to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing with the rest of our Sunday. Get... I'm used to just seeing cats in toast. No, they get dressed <laughs> up and then there's like these like really poppy beat behind them and they do this walk honestly it's mm. it's so good <laughs> well if tiktok can fuel queer music then we're here for it Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and queer talent like you <laughs> um and queer cats do you know from the list of the uh, grammy nominations i recognize the name Brittany howard and i didn't realize that they used to be in a band called alabama shakes and i actually know that song wow look and, at you yeah. <laughs> i do my research you and your eclectic I do actually music like music. <laughs> I'm very impressed. If you, if you, I mean, if you follow my Twitter, you know that I just like King Princess, which is, yeah, uh, she's an amazing lesbian um, musician, um, like super rich and stuff. So maybe not like she's quite privileged, but her music is amazing. Definitely, I love her. And I but think she didn't make the list. Was it you, Spencer? You were listening to Betty Who? Yeah, I love Betty Who. You didn't even know who she was. <laughs> Well, Betty who? That's the question. Yeah, who is she? Yeah, who actually is Betty? (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking of Betty, Ugly Betty needs to make a comeback. I feel like we we don't talk about this enough. What, Ugly Betty? Because it's not an Ugly Betty podcast. (laughs) Well, that's very true. But, you know, there's only two Bettys. There's Ugly Betty and there's Betty who, you know? Ugly Betty was the, inspired me to be queer. Like, well, I was already queer, obviously, but... Oh, because before then you would just be straight. You weren't inspired. Yeah, exactly. Well, I used to be straight before I was queer. No, you weren't. Hilarious. No, you weren't. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've gone off. I've gone but off task. You, okay. Anyway, also while I was looking at the Grammy nominations, do you see that Beyonce got like nine Grammy um, nominations, even though she hadn't even released an album this year? How does that work? Yeah, that's what annoys um, me about it. It's like all these people that get Grammy nominations that haven't done hmm. any work this year or something. Um, and there's people that have released albums um, and they don't get any acknowledgement. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that online at the moment, but I haven't really looked into it too much because it's just... I don't know. It doesn't doesn't free up space for new artists yeah. and like new artists, including the new queer artists as well. But what it does mean is that Charles, even though you haven't released an album, yeah. you could still win a Grammy. So that's great, yes, right? It's time for me still. Like I, I can. <laughs> I don't know what I think about. Obviously, being a lesbian, but to be honest, I think it would do so well. Like I think it's great for me to see like queer artists there, and like obviously their music is going to be like talking about queer related topics mm. um there's a song by halsey and she talks about like basically eating someone out um and it's just like it's great because you don't hear that but obviously you'll hear like songs like wap where it's like very hetero shoved down your throat literally um yeah and it's it, done through the male lens yeah and it's like you you don't see that like women owning that part of their sexuality um so it's really gay, mm. great to see i can say it's really gay <laughs> it's really great <laughs> to see that because obviously if you hear your narrative um in a mm. song it makes it i don't know just just something special absolutely 100%. okay Onto the scene. what did you bring to the story <laughs> to the story to the podcast this week to the story um what story what story well it is a story this is a pink news article that covers a video from tinder in india and it tells a true story of a lesbian couple who met through tinder obviously because it's tinder video um and it's um 
tells the story of how they met on Tinder and then they started a relationship during lockdown in a pandemic and how they just kept each other company when they were working and taking care of their pets and they made plans to see each other in three months when lockdown is over and it's because it's a true story and then it's been um, amplified on Tinder's platform uh, through an animation like a really like heartwarming animation it's super cute and um, I don't know like whenever I see queer love in animation form in cartoons I just I just like swell up like I, I just absolutely love it um, and it's also the, the soundtrack is has that very like cute acoustic indie feel um, and it's the soundtrack's done by a queer artist called Grape Guitar Box and the illustration's done by an artist called Dipti Sharma uh, and it's just like everything about it just emanates cuteness and it's adorable to see something so queer uh, and also something so queer in India because um, uh, as we've spent uh, we, uh, as we've spoken about previously in the podcast uh, India's you know repealed some of the old uh, colonial laws uh, a couple of years ago so it's nice to see this kind of positive representation yeah it's definitely progress in the right direction I I didn't watch the video because the the um, the Oreo one I watched a few weeks ago it made me just cry and I was really upset for like the whole the whole recording so I, I felt like I needed to have my shit together today so I haven't watched it but I read the article and I think mm. the illustrations are gorgeous the music is gorgeous and like I said it's exciting for a platform as big as Tinder that isn't just for queer people to do something like that um, and I hope that they will um, look after queer people on their platform and not just be jumping on a bandwagon. <laughs> well there's um, no bandwagon to jump on because it's not Pride Month so it's like complete out of season well, that's if you very will. true. Um, yeah, but the true. difference between the Oreo video that you spoke about uh, was that it, that was trying to tackle like a slightly harder real issue of um, being invited into a family and, you know, they're kind of navigating uh, quite serious issues, but also, you know, um, quite serious issues about family love and inclusion of a lesbian couple. Whereas this video is just pure and simple cuteness. Like, you, won't, you won't be crying. You just feel really, you know, really happy at the end of it. Which is great to see as well. Did you get a chance to watch it, Sean? No, I read the article this morning. Um, I checked that out, read it through. I was planning on watching it, but then time slipped away from me. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you guys watch it now? And then, yes. then, you're, then we can get your reaction. Okay, okay let's, let's have a quick I'll, I'll press play now. It's only like a minute. That's so cute. I love that. That reminds mm. me of me and Ashton's like, relationship. It's like, obviously we met online, so that's just really nice to see. I think um, seeing them both message themselves like eagerly, at, well, not message themselves, message each other mm. at the beginning, like at the same time, I'm like, Hans, this never happens. You wait <laughs> days for someone to message you, right? Like, yeah, that, was, like that, that. that was the only bit that made me feel a bit like, mm, this is unrealistic, but <laughs> yeah. everything else was super cute. But your, your relationship with Luke was mostly online like that during lockdown? Yeah, that's very so, true. Yeah. And I love that she was waiting, one of them was waiting for just some more messages and like, the other one just was like, no, but we're going to FaceTime now. And that's very me too. <laughs> yeah, I've had that feeling as well this year where I was waiting for a message, but I did not get a call back. Oh, oh just, uh, you know, Where's the violin? Where's the violin? <laughs> but they every lost episode, out. we need that violin. Yeah, every episode we bring the violin out for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a very relatable video and it's it's really like, heartwarming. And it got a lot of um, fandom, I guess, um, online. I find it really funny that the Pink News article that covers this story, the last two sentences is completely not about the video. It just says, Terence Higgins Trust tells people to avoid kissing and face-to-face sexual positions in an effort to reduce the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm like, at the end of the article, they've just done a disclaimer to say like, by the way, if you do have sex, wear a face mask. 
I guess they have to. <laughs> yeah, because themselves. Really but that is that is a little bit um, out of uh, out of context. But sure. Yeah, it's a little bit out of context. No, it was super cute. I love little animations like that, and it was mm. so simple. I kind of wanted it to go on for longer. Same. I want to see like what happens I next. See the Maybe meet. they'll make like a, a Netflix series. Yeah. I you want to see the? I want to see them meet up and see where it goes from there. Like that would be really yeah. cute. Because it's based on a real story, I want to see like the real people afterwards. Yeah, it's based on a real story. Yeah, did you already Did tell I not us say that? that? No, yeah, it's, it's based you, on a real you story. You might have done. It's based on a real story. So they've Is taken real they've taken story? real stories uh, and then animated it. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. If they did one for you, I've seen what would it look like? Just be you sat on your own in the dark room, yeah, like getting to ghosted. Music. <laughs> 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 no, I'd want it to be like this. <laughs> Because one of my favourite one of my favourite films when I was growing up was Juno, and it has that kind of same American folk music to it. Super cute. I do I do love the soundtrack. Mm. I think like that tells the story, right? Like if that was some kind of heavy metal track, we might have felt very differently about the characters. Maybe I think I would have liked them more, to be honest. But <laughs> if they were a bit, you know, a bit more scary. But yeah, it's good to see like happy representation of queer love, and sometimes without the hang-ups of being queer. That's yeah. nice to see. Amen. We're about to put the pressure on with some really horrible, like, dangerous questions. So you need to get that sick bucket at the side of you, (laughs) Reggie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, now we get to find out more about Charles Summers. The spotlight is now on you. Love it. So, love it. Love it. Could I'm you... ready. <laughs> Could you do a quick introduction, like um, who you are, pronoun? Yeah, and... sure. Um, so my name is Charlotte Summers. I use the pronouns she, her, and I founded Unite UK and Let's Talk, a lesbian podcast. Delicious. She's so much better at this than you, Mossy. <laughs> you take about six hours no, to right. define yourself. I can't do bios for shit. I know, I was really Whenever Mossy has to write. Every time someone asks me for a bio, I'm like, where do I start? What do I start with? He what always calls me and we spend like two hours trying to put it together. <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I literally, I'm like, I just want to put, I'm Charlotte, I used to her and I'm a lesbian and that be it. But obviously, hmm. what yeah. can people do with that? Yeah, I just want to be like, I'm a scene. Read me up. Google me. <laughs> Google me. Google me. <laughs> Actually, don't. No, don't Google me. Goodness sake, you'll never pictures. get employed again. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder what would happen if I went for an interview and they Googled me. Everyone will just find your alt account. Whoops. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, Unite UK has around 20,000 subscribers, which is massive. And you do such a great job of representing the LGBTQ plus community through like really beautiful illustrations and the messages you put out there. Um, so could you just 
for the listeners, let us know more about Unite UK. How did it start? What was your vision? And um, yeah. Yeah, no. So I started Unite when I was like, I think around 19. And it was just when I was like fresh out, not fresh out the room, but fresh out of like, be, <laughs> fresh out the closet. <laughs> you were in the room for a while. <laughs> I know. Um, I was, yeah. So I was fresh coming out and I was really like confused and almost angry at the world um, just of how... I was feeling, um, I felt very alone. Um, So basically United started as a platform where I would just go on and vent um, and just share all my angers, which sounds like a really angry thing. But for me, it was really powerful because um, I connected with people basically. And over time, obviously accepting my sexuality, I've accepted parts of who I am that I really despised. Um, And through that, Mm. United has changed because... I realized it was no longer about myself. It was about sharing other voices and making sure that other people have that same progression in a sense. Um, so yeah, it's it's really started from then. I Everyone asked me like, oh, what are your visions? And it's like, I've never had any visions with it, which I don't know if that's really silly or not. But it's for me, it's simply, I'm here to share people's voices and try make an impact in the world of like positivity. There's no big gains in it. I have no like ulterior motives. That's simply my one motive to hopefully help someone come out or accept themselves um and so yeah that's that's why it started and that's what what I'm doing um and it's really great to see that it's working some days it doesn't work and some days obviously with the Instagram algorithm at the moment um I hate her um it's it's really in the pandemic it's been really hard to obviously create new content um because myself I haven't been feeling the best with the pandemic I don't think everyone has Mm. really um so it's sometimes really hard to to be that positive source um but it's always just trying to make sure that that impact of like making sure that someone feels heard and seen that's always like in the back of my mind whenever I do anything on Unite basically yeah sounds like it's grown quite organically from what you started off as and I like the focus on other people um but yeah it's it's difficult when you're running a platform like that to always have the energy to uplift others um but yeah I think we could do a whole episode about burnout and taking care of yourself, but it's great to see that you you do this quite selflessly and you are here to uplift the community. Definitely. So, icon. Thank you. Idol. An icon. I'll take it. It definitely it definitely inspired me. I mean, I didn't know of you um, when I started For the Love of Queers, but I found you quite quickly and I think it was always like, okay, that's what I aspire to be. I hate this whole competitive nature on Instagram that we're trying to be better than all the other pages. And like, you know, you're miles ahead, both time-wise, you know, in terms of the people, the connections you've made, the kind of progress you've made and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to be at your level, but it was the same core value. I started, I started for the love of queers because I didn't understand myself and what my sexuality meant and what I was supposed to be like doing day to day. Um, so I went online to find out and through that you, you find all these people um, and it's really exciting. Um, I feel like we share very similar core values in lifting up like the voices of the the community. Why do you think this is still so important in 2020? I think I think sometimes I so from talking from a lesbian perspective, I I read an article the other month where it stated gay men are less accepted than lesbians so the, the article is basically mm. saying that lesbians were accepted with our equality like why are lesbians even saying they don't or discussing things you know like they don't have the right to almost talk up and i read the article and that the survey they used um they used a survey solely from men so they only surveyed men 
Um, and they basically asked, who do you accept, gay men or lesbians? And I talk about it quite frequently, but obviously lesbians are often sexualized. They're like with some sort of fantasy. And the article almost mm. took sexualization as acceptance. I may have not described it the best, but that that's the summary of the article. They basically yeah. took the sexualization of queer women and made it, that's, you're accepted, what are you talking about almost? And it's things like that. It's just like, sometimes we need to talk about uh, individual struggles and making sure that everyone's still being seen and heard. Um, so from a lesbian point of view, I try and make sure that queer women know that if they're going through something, it's valid. Um, but obviously, as a cis woman, I try to make sure that all struggles are seen because I think it's so important that that we basically see what we all go through and unite together. Boom. Proper spokesperson. You've got this down to a T, haven't you? Uh, I'm impressing myself. <laughs> <laughs> even brought it back to unite <laughs> love it i i completely agree i think yeah i think if you're if you don't see the representation out there the fact that you've taken that in your stride and been like well i'm going to be the representation like, i'm going to make the representation like it's it's important and for people to know that they've got a safe space that they can come to that isn't kind of being policed or isn't kind of being checked by you know bigger sources and by companies and capitalism mm. and all this kind of stuff like for you to just be able to take it in your stride and be a real person behind it um yeah. it it definitely does make a difference and with unite uk when i look at the page on instagram it's great to see so many queer women do you also are you also very conscious about representing cis and trans women as well on your page yeah so so my obviously as a as a lesbian my narratives i or motives almost i'm very biased in the terms of that i will probably like sway towards queer women related topics and that's just because Mm -hmm. I don't see myself represented in a lot of like these big publications because I, it's just it's just one of those things. I'm yeah. actually working with a trans woman at the moment about um, like passing and how the effects of like trans women have to pass and all those stigmas around that. Um, mm. But yeah, when I when I say queer women, I, I basically talk about any everyone really. I, I use that very like umbrella term, um, trans women like. I want everyone to be seen and heard. But yeah, I definitely sway towards queer women because I think I just, I know topics aren't heard enough around queer women. Um, and also our audience is very dominated by queer women. So obviously from a content point of view, um, I to get those interactions, obviously, because sometimes that's what, why we do what we do. Um, yeah, yeah, so, but then yeah. I also know that it's important to talk about other topics. So it's like this ever going balance of like trying to make sure that I'm, pleasing the audience and why people follow unite but also reaching out to new audiences um to make sure everyone feels heard really yeah i think you're absolutely right to uh be i guess biased to queer women as a queer woman yourself like that's you know no one's going to say anything against you for that at all because the lgbt space is actually quite dominated by gay men um and i imagine a lot of lesbians queer women don't really have many resources to go to or don't know where to go to for resources for queer women. So to have like a, a page like Unite UK, whereas like there is a, a definite skew to women, like that's probably going to be quite helpful to a lot of people to know that they can go into this page and there'll be content for them. Definitely. And that's that's one of the main goals, really. Um, obviously, we've got Diva, which is an amazing online public, well, magazine. Mm. Um, but sometimes even themselves, they can't cover everything. So it's great to potentially put out other topics um and like spencer said it's not a competition it's just about putting content out there to make i don't know a better world and an equal world really yeah. thing is spencer says it's not a competition because you just do it better <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, if I, if I was in the lead right now, I'd be like, yeah, bitch, you should be trying harder. You should be doing this. Well, if I know that now, I'm joking. No, but I, I love the work that you do on the Full of Queers and it's like, it, it complements each other really because um, obviously you cover from a gay male perspective or like just, you cover it from a different perspective and it's just great to see the platforms like ourselves flourishing really and it's really beautiful to see and I, I wish there were more um and whenever someone reaches out to me it's like how do I create a page I try help them as much as I can because mm. I know how important Unite has been to some people and maybe my content won't suit everyone um so it's like encouraging people to really go out there and create content really because you don't know whose life you're going to change yeah and with both both your platform and Spencer's you might be coming from a different perspective, but you're inclusive for all, yeah. which is the key thing. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Amen. Um, so back in June, you spearheaded something called Unity Pride. Do you want to know? Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to know, know about that? You I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about that. Sorry, let me say again. <laughs> <laughs> back in June, you spearheaded something called Unity Pride. And I bet that was fun to do. Uh, could you let us know more about what it was about and yeah. how you came about doing that? Yeah, definitely. It was very stressful. Um, it was probably one of the most stref- stressful times in my life. Well, this year. Um, so basically, I, I have like a little small group of volunteer writers on Unite. And basically, it just helps me put content like articles out there. Because Unite is also like an online place where we put blogs articles and so on and so I just reached out to these girls and I was just like what should we do like I feel like there's no prize going on we was all talking about because we was all going to meet at a certain pride and I was like why like we should just do it anyway um let's see what we can do so yeah we put on this pride event and um we raised 700 pounds for gender intelligence and mermaids um Mm. and Gallup UK so it was like a really it was a really good um week really um we had different panels so we talked about sexual health um gender identity being a queer woman um body positivity and there was what's the last panel oh create like being a content creator and um, being really creative um and we had like um instagram musicians so yeah it was really good but it was really stressful um but it was really it was really nice because unite has these things called support groups on whatsapp so we just have a young a bunch of young queer women um not queer women a young a bunch of young queers um um basically just chatting so they have friends um to put it short um and they all came to the pride and they all like met at the pride like, obviously it was online but they all like came and was like i could see them all like interacting with each other at this pride event and for some of them it was the first pride event they ever been to so that was lovely in itself to be able to do that but yeah it was it was a really rewarding um event really for myself and everyone involved you said it's stressful like three times um (laughs) all the all the the good things are stressful because you know it's hard work to create something amazing um but yeah I I like the fact that you were like there's no pride this year so we're going to make one and then what you did was created a sense of community for a lot of people and in 2020 where there were no prides a lot of people who would have had their first pride experience because you know there's always young people coming up um and going to first prize every year and they didn't have that experience and you were able to give them that yeah it was in a quite hard year it was it was really nice to do that and it was something that i'd probably want to do again um but not for a while mm. <laughs> let your stress levels come yeah, down first. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not going to be bigger and better next year i don't like the thing is like next year i don't know what next year is going to look like and if pride events are back on potentially i won't mm. be doing it because i'll be at the pride itself um yeah for sure. and it's like finding that balance for unite i recently am putting my own life more 
um, at the forefront before we would focus on Unite and really push that um, and being the Pride event that really took a lot out of my personal life um, but obviously I was in lockdown so I wasn't really doing a that lot anyway um, but if if next year everything's back to normal I probably won't do it because I have to have that balance between this is a Pride event and it, I want to celebrate that part myself because I haven't always been proud Um so I'm having to find that really nice natural balance where I feel like I'm doing what I need to do as well as Unite is doing what it needs to do in itself. It's in its own entity. Mm. Yeah, I think this speaks volumes because there is this pressure. I, I feel it. I feel it too, that we should be constantly commenting on everything that's happening and putting out content to make sure that the people who come to us and need us kind of have something constantly there. Yeah. But I think it is important to take care of ourselves because if you burn out completely, one day you might go, do you know what? I'm closing the account, like I can't do this anymore. Um, and that would have a much bigger impact yeah. than you just taking a week off or a day off or whatever. And to not go and celebrate at a Pride event in order to do an Instagram live is, is you know, it's not the yeah. same thing. Like that is the one time of year that we get to really celebrate who we are. Um, so yeah, I, I completely respect that. I think I think we do need to, kind of goes for everyone, especially during lockdown. Like we just need to put ourselves first. Yeah, I think in lockdown I felt I've had a few burnouts because like there's nothing mm-hmm. else to do. So I'm obviously doing all this content creation. I'm focusing solely on that. And then I'll just get to like eight o'clock at night when I've been up since eight in the morning and I've like worked nonstop. And I'm like, wow, I shouldn't have done that because I now I feel awful. And the rest of the week has just not been productive at all. So I don't know. It's one of those, isn't it? It's just finding that natural natural balance in everything i guess sure Hmm. so the um final question before we move on to the next segment what is next for you where do you kind of see unite uk uh les talk and yourself in the next few years what's the dream what would you love to become i know i say professional lesbian but literally a famous professional lesbian is that like a title like um yes we can we can make that happen i don't i honestly don't know um i've before I used to be very career motive um, and that used to be, I used to be like, oh, I want Unite to reach like 100,000 followers. I want this massive thing. But more so now, I'm very much like in five years time, I want to be moving out, living with my girlfriend and starting a family. Like that's where my mind is these days. Um, I, I don't yeah. know if it's the lockdown, but I'm kind of realizing what's important to me and what's not. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really cringy or what. Um, but in five, I would love to be a sugar baby too. Um, like let my girlfriend, <laughs> she can be my sugar mama like I'm fine with that um but yeah obviously I'd love to grow the platforms and I'd love the podcast to reach new people but I'm having to think less about my career and think about where I want to be in life um so sorry that doesn't answer complete your question but that's where my that mind completely is. answers the question i love that you think it's cringy to want to settle down and start a family like honey <laughs> that's completely valid why why would that be cringy that's very i've cute. never like really said it well obviously me and my ashlyn like me and my ashlyn me and ashlyn um talk <laughs> um we talk about it often but obviously i don't talk about it online and stuff because i like to keep that part of my my life private i share enough so mm. so yeah. is that on the record or off the record that you want to start a family well yeah like that's your exclusive <laughs> wow Quit talking here we go we'll sell that to hello magazine and she'll be a famous professional lesbian <laughs> in no you. time lesbian wants to start a family whoa it's news <laughs> I know I just the whole process of that is really stressful I've, I've seen a lot of like lesbian influencers like go to sperm donors and all this and mm. I'm just like oh my god the thought of that it makes me cringe no obviously no offense because obviously you two guys and stuff but just the thought of like that process I've said to Ashton like yeah. I can't do that like whatever you need to do to get pregnant please do it but I I can't do that <laughs> 
So you just pushed that responsibility yeah, onto her. Like, like, you're the one that's getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I can't get pregnant. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to go through that. It's just not in my stars. Mm. There's a lot of options to have a family. Yeah, there's that. I think that's great, but it's also a lot of money. So I've got to start saving now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, your sugar mama can just pay yeah, for it all, right? Definitely. <laughs> See, you, I feel like you know my plans. Like you get my plans. <laughs> Absolutely. You just you just get wrecked, and then and then get everything paid for, and then there's going to be some kids somewhere in the yeah. next like. This sounds perfect. Thank you. You're all invited round when I have my family and everything too. <laughs> You're going to need some babysitters yeah. so that you can go and drink and play cards against humanity in the other room. <laughs> exactly. I think we've painted you as like an alcoholic today. I you had like one drink the whole of lockdown. Literally, You're like, oh. I, I haven't drank a lot in lockdown. And I think about that. I obviously was mixing, um, but I had like five drinks of all these mixers. And honestly, I feel awful. I'm not a big drinker anyway. Um, I'm, a, I'm a lightweight, so that was quite extreme for me. Um, hmm. But lockdown has changed me. Lockdown has changed me. It's changed us all, Charlotte. It's okay. It's changed <laughs> us all. We're getting through this together, one oh, drink at a time. Perfect. Should we move on to the next segment? Absolutely. So we wanted to look at one of the segments you do on Unite UK is... Um, called myth busting yeah. or no it's not called myth busting it's called myth versus yeah. reality here's me misquoting your your platform <laughs> after you. i sit and stare at it every day um and we wanted to kind of um, read out a couple of these myth versus realities and kind of comment on them now to us because we're all queer and we're in this bubble they just make me laugh like they make me cackle every time because i'm like wait people think this like are, are people stupid but apparently people do think mm. this and still think this even after we you know even after you spend all this time putting this content out people will still come over and ask you a stupid question so um so yeah let's address a couple of these okay i'm gonna be like a game show host <laughs> Ooh. Welcome to Myth vs. Reality. <laughs> Today we have Charles Summers and Spencer Cooper. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Myth vs. Reality. There is an influx of kids coming out as queer versus more kids feel safe to come out as queer. Now, obviously, we know the answer. What is but... the answer? <laughs> um... Uh... <laughs> I mean, like you just said, Spencer, like people don't know the answer, so you can't say obviously people, the answer is. Well, anyone listening to this podcast better know the answer. <laughs> but then might, they so might they should not. just switch off not. now. That's um, very true. So, Charles, which one's the answer? Oh God! Um, obviously, people are obviously more comfortable um, in themselves to come out as queer. Um, that was actually sent in to us by one of our followers on Instagram. They came up with that, um, mm-hmm. and it was really great to see. Um, but yeah, I think people think that now the queer topics have been spoken about more that oh my god there's this sudden influx of people that are queer and it's like no the people have always been queer they just feel more comfortable now to explore that and be visible in that exactly yeah exactly i i remember i used to live with my grandparents and my granddad who's no longer with us used to like if a gay came on the tv he'd be like oh my god they're everywhere now like these days there's gays everywhere and i'm like i'm just sat there like in the closet like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah cool <laughs> whoops <laughs> But um, yeah, it is. But it's 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 odd that they see this. But at least we're being represented. Like as long as we're in people's minds, definitely. I'm here for that. Yeah, I think the myth comes from the fact that a lot of these will come from stats, where you say like, oh, there's more gay people this year than last year, um, based purely on numbers, and we don't think about the social impact of creating safer spaces, being a more progressive society, which would 
you know, naturally just bring out those numbers because like you say, Spencer, you might just tell your granddad, oh, I'm gay too, if you uh, felt safe enough. And that's one more, that's one more gay person in the UK. And also, even if, even if there were, there, there were, even if there were an influx of kids coming out as queer, like I'm reading this in a negative way, but I really would be thrilled. <laughs> if there was, if, if everyone just came out as queer already, we wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. All these, all these straight people need to just stop being in denial. It's the gay agenda. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the gay, gay agenda, agenda, right? Have you ever seen the meme of, because um, you know X-Men is like a, a metaphor for gays. Like Ooh. the mutant race is, you know, the mutant race is separate to the human race. Uh, they are a minority. They're, um, you know, people trying to put them on a register to figure out which ones are mutants and which ones are humans. Um, so the whole thing can be a big metaphor for queer people and the way LGBT people are treated. But there was a meme where it says Magneto. If you know Magneto, he's one who wanted to start like a, a mutant country. Um, he's like, there's a meme that says Magneto was right. And the gays, the gays should just start their own country. <laughs> Which I love because he was he was played by Ian McKellen, right? Yeah, but he was always portrayed as an enemy, so he was actually an activist. I love how. <laughs> Sorry, that's really you random. Completely that's really just random. blown my mind. I, we'll I'm, I'm out, sat but... here like I need to rewatch those I've films. I've never watched like X Men or anything, so I'm like lying here, so confused. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I thought that just came to my head. But, um... Perfect films for a hangover. Um, <laughs> there X-Men. you go. You're welcome. Okay, next one. Um, Myth versus reality. Lesbians fancy every woman on the planet versus lesbians still have standards. <laughs> Do lesbians have standards? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've experienced this one quite a lot. I remember when I came out and everyone thought I fancied them and I was like, what the hell? Why would I fancy you? <laughs> and so I, I think it's that very much thing. Like It's like almost sometimes les- lesbians can see quite predatorial um, and that they... Um, go after everyone and everything um but there's obviously still preferences and what what you're attracted to um Mm. and people just that goes out the window when people find out you're a lesbian it's like no sorry i don't fancy you and some people get offended by that and it's like oh my god get over yourself in a sense i feel like mufsin you'd be the type of person to get offended you feel like everyone fancies (laughs) you right wait charlotte you don't fancy me um sorry i'm a lesbian (laughs) (laughs) rude take that really personally um do you think that that kind of myth comes from the fact that um like i said earlier the male gaze the like the way lesbians are portrayed on tv as being like overly sexual promiscuous which is completely wrong um but do you think that myth is like kind of rooted in that kind of the way men see lesbians definitely and yeah it's it's more this this one's more towards um like cis women in a sense Mm. um and i experienced it when i came out i think it's it's how people see lesbians and the world needs an update on the pref like what a lesbian actually is um and i think sometimes people see a lesbian and think oh my god she's gonna be attracted to women um lesbians are have that not that men don't but lesbians have those preferences and that control in a sense where they don't fancy every single woman yeah yeah i think uh i think we can all agree lesbians have standards um (laughs) so next one um moving on (laughs) moving on moving on moving on so myth versus reality once you come out your sexuality is set in stone versus sexuality is fluid and your preferences can change yes obviously they can change over time um 
I think sexuality for me has been very fluid um, and I think a lot of people experience that and when I, I when I first came out um, I came out as bisexual then I used the term queer then I for a short time thought I was pansexual um, and then I used the term lesbian I think it's very much just like when you explore your sexuality you'll feel like labels suit you better um, over time and mm. I think it's that thing where you can you're free to love who you want and be who you want like you are um, so like I, I try to encourage people to ex- like to explore that and embrace the fluidity of sexuality yeah i think there's a whole journey kind of like you you need the label in order to find your people right and once you found your people you feel a lot more secure and a lot more safe to be who you are and to learn about who you are and to become who you are but then labels do kind of put you in a box sometimes so i think it is it is important to know that we're all fluid and like even if your preferences change you know because there's no one way to be lesbian there's no one way to be gay there's no one way to be anything um so i think we do need to just be aware of that and kind of be like you know what whatever we are however we feel and whatever we become is is cool like just roll with it yeah and I think a lot of this comes through conversations especially through platforms like Unite UK because you'll see all these different versions of queer women and you'll be like okay great because when we see the same person over and over again you know if it was the Charles Summers show other people might not relate and they'd be like oh great like you know it, it, it's important to see this different representation and I love Definitely, that but I also love the Charles Summers show so now I'm like talking yeah that is my favorite show at the moment <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just making sure that you people just know that it's okay if over time, like some people come to Unite and be like, I used to identify as this and now I feel like this, is this okay? And it's just like, yes, of course that's okay because that's who you are. But it's just having that validation in the sense and reassuring them that it's okay to go through through these experiences yeah um the next one is uh myth versus reality oh you're bisexual don't worry it's just a phase versus i'm bisexual valid and it's 100 percent not a phase i feel like bisexuals get a really hard time uh well we all get a really hard time but bisexuals too uh, everyone's just like oh my god you're so greedy like you you want to date everyone it's like this whole lesbians fancy every woman on yeah, the planet thing i i speak to a lot of like bisexual women um and they always come to me with like it's quite hard sometimes because obviously I identify as lesbian but I understand the struggles they go through because obviously as a woman I get similar similar like statements said to myself um because I'm a queer woman um but they come to me quite like upset and it's really hard sometimes because they get their whole sexuality is put on a pedestal and they get ridiculed for being with a guy because now people think they're straight if they're they're with a woman everyone's like you're a lesbian this is talking from a point of a cis woman mm. um and it they they don't know how well the women that i speak to sometimes don't know how to handle this and they're like i just want to be seen valid to my label um and it's heartbreaking sometimes because I, do, I don't have the answers like that's a societal issue um but yeah. it's like just reassuring people that bisexuality is valid um but yeah bisexuals go through a lot and it's really it's really horrible to see um obviously bisexuals in everyone like bisexual men um go through a lot of stigmas too i mean even that example you just gave where a bisexual is dating a man or a woman and it feels like it's a lose-lose situation because you can't win with society it probably explains why uh, bisexuals as part of the lgbtq community have the worst rates of mental health yeah i didn't realize Mm. that but that that doesn't it's not shocking to me which is sad um yeah but yeah it's really hard and obviously i i talk about um bisexuality on unite quite a lot but when i when i do it's often greeted with backlash quite often um I get a lot of trolls um, and as well the same when I talk about pansexuality um, it brings out a lot of hate 
and it's I, I sometimes stray away from having these conversations because obviously I don't want to someone to identify as bisexual and see these hate comments in the, the like the feed. Obviously, I'll delete them when I see them, but it could be going an hour or two where I don't I don't see it. Um, but yeah, it always mm. shocks me that when I talk about bisexuality and pansexuality, obviously they're not the same. But when I talk about those two, they always get thrown at each other. Um, and they they I seem to get quite a lot of hate on Unite when I talk about them from trolls and stuff. Um, which is always quite surprising. But then it brings that back reality. Like there's a lot of work to to do within these topics yeah, yeah completely definitely. i always find like the the bigger your reach and the bigger your post goes that the hate starts pouring in because it's reached it's reached enough people that disagree with you as well um but yeah i think you've just it, it just like you said it brings it to the forefront this is these are the things we need to talk about more it's all well and good being comfortable especially having a large following of you know queer people um and talking to queer people about queer things where they're going to be like yes love that yeah this is amazing like all that kind of stuff but it's important to try and reach the people that aren't our target yeah, audience sometimes um, mm. and, and kind of make them think uh, but the hate obviously we could do without yeah we don't need aggro in 2020. Well, to be honest, this year has been a good year for Unite. We haven't had a lot of homophobic like comments and stuff. Yeah. Last year was awful. Um, it got really overwhelming, but I changed. Like, You know how you can change your Instagram settings to stop certain people commenting things? Um, I've inf- like, input those in and it's really stopped the homophobia that I experience. Um, so that's positive in Instagram <laughs> settings. Amazing. Okay, um, final one. Oh, I never thought you would have been gay. What does gay even look like? I think for me, that's because I'm, like I, I made that one because as a femi presenting queer woman um whenever i tell someone i have a girlfriend we've been together six years like i have this like whole lesbian life people are like i would never have guessed and i'm like what did you like what what did you guess that like my boyfriend's around the corner like and it's this thing hmm. of what what does um queer or being gay or being lgbtq plus what does that look like um it's like unless you fit that stereotypical box people are shocked almost yeah um, yeah and it, it's really hard. I think it, it played on my um, self-expression for a long time. I didn't feel valid in my identity because I didn't look queer enough. Um, and I've had to come to that realisation that queer doesn't have an appearance. But just having these conversations again is, is really important. It absolutely does. Um, the final, final one, um, myth, myth versus reality. Um, Mufseen is a good... Um, podcast host versus uh, Spencer is a good uh, podcast host which one of those is the myth show oh. <laughs> <laughs> no comment <laughs> people are so boring I try and dip Mufsin in every single time yeah, I didn't people know you are like that. oh you're both you're great both you're lovely, lovely. And I'm like, I don't want to upset any oh. of you <laughs> <laughs> you missed your opportunity show we won't be having you back on um, but thanks for, thanks for coming <laughs> amazing cool um i actually feel better you know i actually feel a lot better i need to do this every time i have a hangover <laughs> do a podcast do an interview yeah. <laughs> imagine that we can put that on in our bio the perfect cure for your hangover honestly i feel great like i just feel i don't know i'm ready to start the day well obviously it's the afternoon now the day's almost gone yeah, <laughs> you have about three hours of sunlight left <laughs> And that, everyone, is the end of episode 15. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Charles, for joining us for this lovely episode. Um, if you would like to follow Charles, where can we find you? So my personal Instagram is UK. Um, to find Unite, it's UniteUK underscore one, I think. Um, but if you go onto my personal, you'll find all my platforms there. And don't forget to follow Laz Talk Podcast also, oh, yeah, that one which too. is incredible. 
Thank you, Spencer. I it's all right. I've, I've got you. I've got you. Um, and do not forget to let us know that you have listened to the show on social media. We are on Instagram at queer underscore talk, and we are on Twitter at queer talk underscore. Until next time. Bye. bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.